Matthew 11:28 says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'm going to read that again. Matthew 11:28 it says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you this morning, but I want some rest. The world is busy, full of drama, and Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. In the message translation, it says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. As I was praying this week, I was saying, God, what do you want me to speak on this week? And I had all these ideas running around my head. For those of you who don't know, I'm Mr. Creative. My brain is just continuously going all the time. Every time I got an idea, I'd start writing and nothing clicked. And then all of a sudden, I felt Jesus say to me, speak over the people today that it's time to rest. So often, I'm the sort of person that will be preaching, come on. Let's advance, let's build, let's do something new and exciting. And Jesus is just simply saying, it's time to rest. To rest in the promises of God. To rest in his faithfulness. To rest in his love. So this morning, we're going to spend a few short minutes unpacking that a little bit. And then what we're going to do is we're going to invite the worship team back up. And we're just going to rest in his presence. Because I don't know about you, but if we're being honest with ourselves, I think we're way better at being busy than resting. We're way better at filling our timetables, filling every hour of the day with something than we are coming into the throne room of God and saying, God, I just want to be in your presence. I need your rest. And he asks today, are you tired, worn out? Are you carrying too much? Then simply come to me. This week, uh, we started our driveway and the heavens opened with rain. Every time we do a new project, it seems like the heavens are just going to rain more and more. So our job this week was to dig out the driveway, to go back to mud. Now the thing is, rain and mud don't go together. It was the worst week ever. We were climbing through the mud. We were sorting out all the pipe work in the ground. We were trying to get rid of, we got rid of 120 tons of soil from our garden. 120 tons of soil. And it was dirty and it was horrible and it was wet. And all I could keep thinking was, man, I'm so tired of this. I'm done. 
I can't do this anymore. I've got nothing left to give. And at the same time, I was crying out to God, God, I'm so tired. What do you want me to preach on? Just give me something. And then suddenly, I look down and the digger driver has hit our soil pipe. Now, for those of you who don't know what a soil pipe is, I'm not going to go into any drama. I'm not going to explain it. But effectively, it's what connects the toilet to the mainland. And I look down and I cry. God, is there anything else you want to do this week? Why is nothing going straight forward? I'm crying out to you, telling you I'm tired. Why are you doing this to me? So we lay some new pipes and the ground workers are like, so are you happy to connect the toilet back in? Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. He leaves five o'clock. He goes home and I'm home. Now, in order to go to the toilet tonight, I need to connect this pipe back together inside. It's not hard. I've done it loads. But the pipe he put in was completely different to all the pipes I'd already ran in the house. So I got in at five o'clock at night and I look and I start drilling and all of a sudden I realize that I need to redo the entire plumbing in our bathroom. And I could cry, God, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and now I need to start ripping up the bathroom tiles, I need to start ripping out the walls. So I get to the point where I'm like, this is it. I'm sat at home. I was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing any more. This is ridiculous. And then Sarah walks in and goes, what's the drama? What do you mean, what's the drama? I'm tired. She said, you're just going to have to get over it and get on with it. I love my wife. She's brutal. So I'm moving around. I'm moaning. I'm groaning. All you can hear is shouts in the bathroom. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. Then all of a sudden, I look at the time, and it's 7.45, and the hardware shop shuts at 8. And I'm suddenly like, I need some help. So I turn to Sarah. What now? I need you to drive me to Screw Fix, please. Other shops are available. And she drives, and we get there just in time. It's 7.58, and they're looking at me. And I say, I want two of everything. Every pipe size, every fitting, I want two of everything. We're not risking anything right now. So I come out with all these different lengths of pipe, all these different fittings. I get home. And now comes the point that I need to drill through the wall. Now, I've got something called a core drill. And I bought this years ago. But a couple of months ago, my core drill broke when I was drilling a hole. And that's all right. I was like, right, what do we do? And I called Dewalt up and I said, right, my core drill's broken. They said, don't worry, drop it into the shop and we'll fix it. Three months later and it still hadn't been fixed, but they promised me a brand new core drill free of charge. I was like, brilliant. So I went and got it. I got it out of the garage. I unpacked it. I set it up and I started drilling through the wall. And you can imagine, it's 10.30 at night. I'm not our neighbor's best friend at this moment in time. And I'm drilling through and it makes an awful noise. And every now and then when you're drilling through the wall, it hits something and it jars. And the whole drill just jars in your hands. But you keep going because you know that you've just got to get through the wall. This is the last bit of the job. And I'm drilling 
And all of a sudden, the drill starts making the same noise that the broken one made. And I thought, oh no, not now. So I kept pushing it harder and harder. It's not going to stop on me. It's going to get through the wall. It's going to do it. And then it stopped. And I read up on the manual and it said, just give it five minutes and it will work again. So I gave it five minutes, probably gave it two. And it started working again and we're off. And we're going through the wall. And then all of a sudden, it starts smoking. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through the wall. Now, you see, the thing with this drill is it's got two lights on it. It's got engaged and disengaged. And I'm drilling and all of a sudden... The drill gives up and it doesn't power anymore and the light comes on saying, disengaged. Oh, Jesus. And I was so annoyed that I couldn't do what I was trying to do that I missed the point that maybe Jesus was trying to tell me. Disengage yourself from the burdens of the world and engage with the Jesus who promises to turn things to good. And I was looking at the drill trying to fix it the, uh, yesterday, and I looked down and the light just kept coming up, disengaged. And uh, you know what? Today, I just want to tell you, come to me, all who are weary, all who are heavy burdened, disengage yourselves from the baggage you are carrying. Drop it. Let it go and be free. You see, my drill was smoking. And sometimes I think that we feel like we just need to keep pushing. We need to keep going. That if we don't advance the kingdom today, if we don't do this, if we don't do that, we're failing. We're not being a good Christian. Well, I want to tell you today, don't get to the point of the drill when you start smoking and burning out. Don't push yourself so hard that you get to a place when you've got no more to give and you're questioning yourself. As a church, we need to advance. As a church, we need to stand firm and we need to go into the enemy's camp declaring once and for all that God is good and the victory is his. But let's not forget to rest. Let's not advance so hard that we burn out. Let's not advance so hard that we start smoking and falling apart. But let's learn to rest. Maybe you have some burdens in your life which feel so heavy right now. Maybe you're going through something and you feel like smoke is coming out from every direction. Maybe you feel like you've got nothing more to give. And I want to normalize today that that's okay. Don't come into this place pretending that everything's okay, putting on that fake Christian smile when deep down you are struggling, when deep down you are tired, when deep down you've got nothing more to give. Because, hey, I too am tired. I too am exhausted. I too sometimes feel like I've got nothing more to give. So let's normalize the need for rest. 
Let's normalize the need to just stop and wait in the presence of God. Maybe you're a business owner and the pressures of the climate right now are just too much. You're worried about where your next paycheck's going to come from. Maybe you're a single parent and you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Maybe your workplace is a toxic environment and all you ever hear is negative thoughts that are just filling your head that cause you to go home worried and be anxious and stressed. And maybe you're just a people pleaser. Maybe we haven't learned the word no. And I want you to be honest with yourself today. Are you tired? Are you exhausted? Are you burnt out? I want you to be honest with yourself today. Have you got to the place when you're just trying to keep people happy? You're a peacekeeper instead of being a peacemaker? Are you carrying the weight of your family, the weight of your friends, the weight of your work colleagues on your shoulders? Jesus says to me, and to you, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Remember these few points. Constant work will always equal constant anxiety. A constant busy life will always equal a constant life of worry. And constant movement will eventually end up with constant health problems. But what? Why? Because we're so busy trying to complete the task in hand. We're so busy trying to impress. We're so busy trying to put on our fake self that we miss the most important thing. We miss out on the blessing of life itself. We're so busy trying to get through each minute of every day, trying to impress, trying to earn the next pound, trying to pay for the next thing, trying to go on the next greatest holiday, that we forget the most important thing is our heart, is our body, because our body is a temple. So we need to learn to rest. We've just finished our series on being set apart. And in a world of brokenness, hurt and despair, we are called to be game changers. We are called to march into the enemy's camp. But let me tell you, and let's not forget, that battles are intense. War is hard. And spiritual warfare is exhausting. So the way you feel... If you are tired and exhausted, I want to tell you today, it's okay. There is no judgment. But come to the Father who promises to give you rest, who will take your burdens when you lay them at the cross. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the most important bit, that they who wait on the Lord. Waiting is a season of stopping. Waiting is a season of resting. Waiting 
is a season of simply waiting on the Lord to move. Not in our strength, but in his. So let's normalize the need for rest. To disengage ourselves from all the anxieties, all the stress, all the pressure and the tension that the enemy is trying to fill us with. Let's disengage from that. And let's engage with our Heavenly Father who promises to give us rest, everlasting peace, overflowing joy. If you've got your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Genesis 1. We're going to go right back to the start of creation. In the very beginning of Genesis, God speaks about rest. In fact, he sets a whole day aside as a day of rest, a holy day, a Sabbath day. On the first day, light was created. The second day, the sky. The third day, dry land, seas, plants and trees. The fourth day, sun, moon and stars. The fifth day, creatures that live in the sea and creatures that fly. The sixth day, animals that live on the land and finally humans made in the image of God. And what does he do at the end of the sixth day? He steps back and it says in Genesis 1, 31, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Now he sees what he's done. He sees the victory. Now he doesn't go back to creating. He now goes to a day of resting. So busy, we come out of the back of a battle. We come out of the back of a, a, uh, an issue and we suddenly feel like we now need to face the next thing. We're going to fight for the next day. But what happens on the seventh day? After a busy week at the start of Genesis 2, he sets the seventh day aside as a day of rest. And what I love most about this, humans were made on the sixth and their first day was a day of rest. Jesus, the first thing that God did was bring us into a place of resting, not into a place of working, not into a place of driving forward, not into a place of advancing, but into a place of rest. Rest is so important. So I want to ask you again today, being honest with yourself deep down, is there baggage that you're carrying? Are there burdens that you can lay down and give to Jesus? Is there anxieties that you can give over? Pressures that you don't need to carry anymore? I was thinking as I was preparing, what would it look like if people could see the baggage that we were carrying? Because we come into this place and everyone thinks that we're great and we're having a great time. But deep down, we're struggling. Deep down, we're carrying things. In fact, I think if everybody could see, physically see the baggage that we were carrying, I don't think we'd even fit in this building. I think it would look something like this. And we'd just be carrying our bin bags. We'd be carrying all our baggage, all our burdens around with us. And we'd just be walking away. 
You see, this looks weird, doesn't it? If you saw me walking down the road just carrying my bags around, you'd be thinking, what's he doing? What's wrong with him? But Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Lay down your burdens at the cross. Let me carry the weight of them and I will set you free. So band, will you come back up? And what we're going to do this morning is we're going to give space to rest. As I was preparing, I felt God say so clearly, drop a seed and get out the way. So this morning, simply, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the seed that it's okay to feel tired. It's okay to feel exhausted. It's okay to feel like you've got nothing more to give. But Jesus gives us the option, come to me and I will give you rest. But it's a choice that we have to make. So will you stand with me this morning? And this morning, right now, what we're going to do is we're just going to spend time, us and God, and we're going to spend time just fixing our eyes on him. We're going to start thinking of all the different burdens, all the baggage that we're carrying, and we're going to lay them at the cross. So this morning, I'm going to right now just invite the Holy Spirit to come. And as we worship, let me encourage you to press in. Press into Jesus. Turn to him. And he says over each one of you today, come to me and I will give you rest. So Heavenly Father, you know the burdens we're carrying. You know the baggage we have. And you say, come to me and I will give you rest. So today, we want to come for that rest. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and rest in this place. Come and move.